0: thank you so much for not looking up at me like you did that one time.
1: <laughs> did it make you uncomfortable?
0: Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's
1: like, why is my brother looking at me like this? Oh
0: my god, is this the Britney Spears jumpsuit all over again? <laughs> <laughs> Gay bottoms are like, fuck my pussy, and it's like, it's an asshole. Call it an asshole.
1: (laughs) Call an asshole an asshole, pussy a pussy, come on, stop it.
0: (laughs) Fuck my pussy, Dini.
1: Where is it? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Typically Divergent.
0: (laughs) Divergent what? Podcast. There you go. My
1: name's Jared. My pronouns are he, him. (laughs) My name's Lars. My pronouns are he, him. And we are your hosts. Of? Of? Typically, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> I just took us off script. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I'm really proud of you for taking initiative and like
0: getting it going. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> I thought it good. would be a little funny uh, intro after we just said pissing in somebody's asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not even a minute into it. Hey, everybody, <laughs> you ever get your asshole pissed inside? <laughs> do you have a man that calls his butthole a pussy? Then if you do, write it into us. We want to hear to the about curb. it. I'm I'm not gonna say kick him to the curb. Just uh, you know, like uh, like we were mentioning, the gay people, some people gay people, some people do that. And like if that's your thing, that's your thing. That is not my thing. But your butthole
1: isn't your pussy.
0: No, it's a it's a butthole. Stop doing the bu- bussy. <laughs> bussy. Oh my god. Okay. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm so excited that today is today because I've been wanting to tell you this. All right, let's go. All right, so we have I don't know why I always have to explain this, but in case anybody is new. Nicholas has two cats. I have a dog. There are outside cats, the community cats that we love and take care of, not take care of in the sense of like medical, but like we feed them. First, there was cranky, a big red cat, and then spooky, a what mainly white with black spot cats, black spots cat, and her whole nose was black, so she looked like a skull. She came around Halloween time Mm, last year. She was cool. Spooky was annoying because she would always hang around the porch for too long when I need to take Dozer outside. And, like, she would, like, try to fight Dozer. And I'm like, bro, like, get the fuck off my porch. I gotta let this dog out. It's not fair to him. Like, so, whatever. Um, There are a couple other cats that don't have names. Recently, we have had a new uh, friend um, who we've named Gideon come around. And Lars has met Gideon. He is an all-gray, tiger-striped cat. And I, He's got a round face. He, 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 oh my god, round face, green eyes. And I called him. I named him Gideon because of Gideon Cross. If anybody knows of any of those like knockoff versions of. Mm, 50 Shades. There is somebody out there in a different um franchise of those smutty books from like 10 plus years ago oh where the goodness. man was named Gideon Cross and he, one of his eyes was like slightly crossed. And so I was like, oh, Gideon Cross, because you know, it's whatever, cute. it's cute. And <laughs> the Gideon Cross is a knockoff of Christian Gray and he's a gray cat. Okay. So, like, it there all, we go. it's all just circling. There around. you go. Yep. <laughs> Well, this cat has imprinted himself on me, and he recently has allowed us to pet him. And so now this cat is acting like a dog. He's in my lap. He's making biscuits. He is... he
1: Love
0: that. He, he lets me pick him up, flip him around, put him on his back so that his belly is up to the air, and he lets me pet him under his neck and his belly. Like, cats don't mm-hmm. do that. You know? He is a maturing cat he's leaving his kitten stage going to his adult stage because um his whiskers are turning black and that happens when kittens turn into adults recently nicholas um and i have joked that this cat because um like most um anybody that fends for themselves in groups and gangs on the streets um they use younger ones as like bait or a distraction because everyone thinks that young kids dogs animals whatever that they're cuter and so i thought you know what if this cat I'm I'm suspicious of his likeness for us. Maybe it's because he is like you know I'm young. I can get what I want as long I, I'm I'm only young now, so I better get what I want soon. Nicholas made a joke and said, "Yeah, he's trying to lock in his retirement because I have mentioned bringing him inside, yes, and him being a part of our family, and I'm me having my own cat, which is not something that I ever thought I would ever be saying, right." The other night, Nicholas and I are sitting on the porch, and he is making biscuits in my lap, and you can see his paws, like dozer, Aww. you can see his paws uh, spread out, mm-hmm. and then like squeeze. And as long as 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 long as you have some sort of material between your leg and the cat, he's not going to claw into your legs. But last week, he clawed to my leg really bad. I showed Lars, mm-hmm. um, and so we're and on I the porch- making biscuits
1: making those biscuits making
0: biscuits and nicholas <laughs> is going oh my god like you know gideon destroyer of laps shows me his legs and goes look he he scratched me up and i was like the same look at my legs mm-hmm. so yesterday i go outside and gideon's on the front porch as always mm-hmm. sitting in the front of the door he's ready for me he's ready to be fed and he's ready for his attention he brought us a bird oh <gasps> cats will kill things yeah. and bring them to you as a um,
1: an offering an,
0: like a like, yeah. like like hey i like you here's a present Aww. the bird's head was decapitated <laughs> from its body oh my god i'm so sorry trigger warning for like blood <laughs> skip a minute <laughs> i i tell nicholas and he goes that cat's not coming inside this house that cat is a killer and he will kill us oh that, that's right i forgot there's a joke we've made a joke and said that um because I'm suspicious of his likeness for us. Are you swiping around too far?
1: I wanna just look at me. Oh sorry. okay. I wanted to see the picture of me. Oh okay. the video of me.
0: I was like, so I see your phone I see your I see your thumb moving back and forth. <laughs> like,
1: I wanna like, see I watched it many times.
0: So we Nicholas had made this joke that like this cat wants to get inside of our house because he's going to kill us. But Spooky hasn't been around in a while. But I, we've seen her underneath, like our neighbor's car. And Nicholas was like, "What if there's like a horror story moment where like we let this cat inside and he's like killing us?" And in the middle of like trying to kill us, Spooky walks in and she's like, "I'm here to save you." And she takes care of the cat. She's like, "I told you he's a killer." Well, he fucking killed a bird, Manslaughtered Yeah, a bird. Let us know. What do you think? Do, do we take a poll? Do I let the cat inside?
1: So, I talked to Jenny about this because I mentioned it to her. I was like, there's this cat named Gideon who's just like really attached to Jaren. Uh He's imprinted on him. And Jenny goes, well, besides like taking them to the vet and getting them checked out, you have to quarantine your cats from him because he has to get acclimated and he might have something. So, the vets might, well, they will suggest that you quarantine him. Okay. But I'm not a vet. Jenny isn't a vet. I've never she's, been in. I've just nobody's ever told me that before. So um, I think Emily has actually mentioned that too because Emily has like sixteen thousand cats. Hey, Emily, miss you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has mentioned like a like a slight like quarantine period, but that would be a question for the vet. Okay, but why do you want to bring him in the house?
0: I'm worried about the winter coming up. Okay, and he is very obvious that he wants to come inside. Okay. Like he, if I open the door, he'll walk, he'll step inside if I don't shoo him away with my foot.
1: Okay. Cause on the one hand, he could just be a cat that is like your buddy who just comes into the house, around the house. Right. But. The question is if you want to like take complete ownership of him. If you want to take complete ownership of him, he has to come in.
0: Well, and I told Nicholas, I said, I may have just gotten really excited because a new shiny thing showed me affection. And I think that maybe I just wanted him to come inside and be a part of the family because that's just something that I do. But like realistically, I don't want another litter box to clean up. I don't want another mouth to feed. I don't want another vet bill. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay," and I said, "Maybe like next year or at another another point, but like with Dozer's medications and all of his vet bills, I don't need to be taking care of another animal."
1: Does he come around all the time? He doesn't leave. Oh, he doesn't leave. He doesn't leave. I. So he doesn't go to house to house. No, he is. He is. I think on that the there's porch, something to that, right?
0: Like, yeah, I wake up in the morning. That cat is on the deck, ready for me. I leave, he's right there. I come home, he's there. I go to bed, he's there.
1: Do you have any past person in your life who you really cared about who has passed? Sure. Does there any type of like reference to a cat that comes across your mind? No. Cuz I have my really good friend Julie. Um her cat that she currently has named Simba. Mm-hmm. He came to her house on the anniversary of her dad's death. Just dropped himself right on her front porch. Wow. So this is reminding me yeah. of what Julie experienced right. and what we're going to be talking about is very similar, is very to, similar to this, this conversation because cats, dogs, whatever type of pet or anything that any animal that we've domesticated, that we've domesticated. I mean, there is some sort of like pull yeah, to them. And I think that not everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. but I think that with it being an animal, mm-hmm imprinting itself on you, mm-hmm. I think that that is telling, because they yeah. are connected to us spiritually and mentally. Right. So yeah. if mm-hmm. you were to Look ask... Look at this one. Yeah, dogs. And with those are getting older, I am a very like spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I take this as a sign of passing the torch.
0: I said that to Nicholas the other night, yeah. and he goes, don't have thoughts like that. Because I he knows that thinking about Dozer's passing is like on my mind all the time.
1: Well, it should could, be because it's it's
0: inevitable. I, I know, but Erica and I have talked about it and she told me to stop thinking about it because all I'm doing is stressing myself out about something that hasn't even come here yet. Well, and I mean I'm, like and I'm too busy worried about the future and not ex, not enjoying the time I'm having with him right now.
1: I apologize. I mean, it should be something in your mind. Yes, not all the time. Okay. I mean as in like you should be preparing yourself. Like right. it sh- it's it's a natural thing that's going to happen. I'm not
0: going to be ignorant to the fact that it's going
1: to happen. Right. That's right. what I mean. Yeah.
0: I saw a TikTok of this girl was like, "Don't mind me just having my bi-weekly cry about uh, the future passing of my pet who clearly is going to be fine for several more years." But does anybody else ever just do that? And I was oh, like yeah. I was like, "Oh, yes, all the time."
1: Especially if you've been through it before. Mm-hmm. You never forget that feeling yeah in that grief because that grief it's you are losing a soul in your life it's not just a dog or a, a cat or a hamster i don't care what kind of animal it is i want to bring that fucking cat inside this house leave it to me
0: to like just let a cat walk inside the house and say well we took him to the vet and he's up to date on his shots but then like something happens to like nicholas's senior citizen cats God, then he—he he, everybody passes the torch to him.
1: Yeah, do you? I mean, you obviously have a vet that you trust yes and that you can call them and ask them more questions be like hey like there's this cat i know i, I, d- I want to take them in what's the process for that
0: um but yeah okay so you now know about the dead bird <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome to the present portion of my life
1: <laughs> and so that, that that in itself is the cat trying to communicate with you I, I, which I, is what we're talking I about know, today and i think that's what it's happening too. yeah the boys brought a dead rat to us and I'm just like, you've already lived here. Right. This is already your house. Like, what are you doing? But that's that's Nothing. more of like, look at what I did, mom and dad. Yeah. Be proud of me.
0: Dozer are... is Hey, guess what? I
1: I didn't shit myself today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't do what you do. No, I shit myself, you just eat shit. <laughs> and that's our new normal.
1: Unfortunately, it is normal for animals to do that. Animals to eat shit. I know. I flipped when I first saw um, Kron do that. Do you uh, remember Kron? Mm-hmm. Poor dog. <laughs> yeah, I flipped because I've never seen a dog do that before. And Jenny was just like, it's just happens." Yeah, He was like, like
0: "We've had pugs that ate their own shit."
1: So uh, that's really all I wanted
0: to talk about for like my weekly update. I didn't okay. have anything else exciting. Um, I
1: don't either. So
0: no, no. Okay. How's um? How's your noggin? Good.
1: That's great. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, if you're—I mean, we're not really—we don't really do the number anymore. But well, you can if you want. I I just—I don't like eight. I don't like judge. I
0: don't like giving something a gauge because I feel like I just—I always hung, uh, hover around the same numbers. But that's good. An eight. Like an eight. I'm I'm feeling like a nine. Uh, You feeling like a
1: nine? Oh, fuck yeah!
0: yeah. Fuck yeah! You look. Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do the lip. Anyway, we went on a, a complete off-the-record <laughs> yeah Yeah, um, whatever. No, three sixty would I mean we were right back. No, we're, we're at not. a one eighty. We we did a one eighty. Now yeah. we're doing the other one eighty. <laughs> They're drugs, mom. We're doing drugs. <laughs> mom, the big loaf. <laughs> what are you doing? Half pipes in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah so you're at like an eight i you're at a nine i'm at a nine i feel fucking great You too hey do you guys remember um when we talked about the space stuff i'm still blown away by that
1: oh yeah i actually had somebody reach out to me who listened to the episode and they said that they were dying laughing
0: oh good yeah good well hey i learned that um what's the biggest planet not venus Jupiter. Um, i
1: think it's mercury
0: Oh, I thought oh, Jupiter is the one that has all of the, oh, the, the storm, the big red storm. Let me Google There's it. actually another storm going on on Jupiter and they call it the big blue storm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my big blue ball. Also, um,
0: <laughs> Jupiter has eaten other planets. Jupiter is actually not like a solid ground planet because it's all made of gas. You could fly through the planet of Jupiter. It's just gas and particles that have been condensed into an area because of the gravity and the i'm going to use a a a fancy word that i'm sure is not even the right one centripetal force because i feel like that should just fit right in that sentence it has it has actually uh they called it, it i don't know if it was necessarily a cannibal but like a planetary i don't fucking know but yeah earth could just slide right through
1: it I mean, it would take us a while, but... It says that it's more than twice as massive as all the other planets combined. Yeah. It's next to the sun in size. Because
0: it just keeps soaking up planets. Um, Hey, can you do me a solid? Yeah. Can you um, so gently close that window? I said gently, not... <laughs> it
1: was getting stuck. Don't away. go so damn slow. Like, okay, Mitch McConnell. He's buffered hey. again. I know. Glitching. Like, actually had two people come in and have to be like... um. Sorry, Hello.
0: grandpa just needs to take a moment. <laughs> it's
1: rebooting. So
0: I don't like to follow Fox News, but Fox News is what plays at my gym in front of the bicycle that Eww. I ride. But that's my bicycle. Anybody that goes to a gym, you know how it is. If you do cardio, you have like your machine. Anyway, um, <laughs> Fox News was playing on the TV in front of my bike. Yeah. And um, it said, um, growing concerns in America, term limits for um, senators. So and people we're just now. Ta- were, right. <laughs> growing concern. It has been a concern for a while. Yeah. It didn't take me. Show McConnell. me your
1: privilege without showing me your privilege. I am going to go out a limb and be like, in the next couple of weeks, they're probably going to talk about him stepping down. Uh, yeah i or just leaving or euthanized i mean whatever you want to do
0: it is the day that this oh hey happy labor day everybody
1: is it labor day i thought Mon. oh happy monday Just kidding, so, because we're not, we're not we're not recording this. On Monday. No, it's I'm on sorry. Thursday. Happy fucking Labor Day. It's okay.
0: Um, but yeah, happy Labor Day to all the people that are probably listening, because there's a pretty good chance that you are a working class American, or <laughs> anybody who lives in Northern America, or you're a working class person in the entire world. And I don't know if you celebrate it in your country, but here in America, we have a calendar day. We have a calendar holiday here in America for Labor Day, which is basically for the labor people and the unions. So if you work for a corporate retail company and or um, you own a small business, chances are you don't get to celebrate Labor Day because you have to be working. All
1: right. And but, that's the
0: tea. And that's the tea on American health <laughs> health system. Sorry, my the sneezing and my sinuses just got clogged. I was like, that's the that's, that's tea
1: on the American health system. <laughs> I love a good sneeze, though. All right,
0: we're 30 minutes into this episode. What are we talking about, Lars?
1: Well, we're talking about um, animal communication oh. and how we as humans communicate with animals and how they communicate with us. But but we
0: are not uh, pet psychics, and we're not here to say that no. um, if your animal acts a certain way that that means a certain thing.
1: Yeah, I am only here to talk about what it means, what it looks like, the process, some facts about kind of like what as us as a society as a whole kind of believes Mm -hmm. or what it doesn't believe. Um, Because (laughs) if you, if you're not familiar with animals, let me go, let me go back a little bit. If you're not, if you don't have like a pet, I think this subject would be a little bit hard to understand or like maybe just empathize with because I know that as an animal lover myself, I can't imagine not having a pet. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine not being fascinated by animals. Like, I just love animals. I love all of them. I
0: can't. I've never been without a pet. If I was, it was for a very short amount of time. Right. And I can't. The people that, like, have no interest in ever having a pet, I'm like, you're the person I'm staying away from.
1: Yeah. So animal communicators um, are known to be pet size pet psychics. Okay. Um, it's also can be um, called animal telepathy or species communication. Species communication?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So,
1: because it's not just strictly domesticated animals.
0: You're right. It's not always just a cat and a dog. Yeah. It could so be...
1: it can be a tiger, a lion, a <gasps> bear.
0: I almost said those three in that exact order. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it, this is a practice that uses a meditative approach. Okay, So it's to open the mind and, um, that achieves to achieve communication through emotions, body language, energy, et cetera, with animals. Mm -hmm. The process is where most, cause I watched a documentary on this and it was actually on YouTube and it was really fascinating. I can add that into the notes so we can put it into the episode description, but it's really, um, again, a meditative state that the person puts themselves into. Okay. And some people have like a ritual that they do, so like praying, meditating, clearing your mind, and you really have to practice it because it's a skill. Mm -hmm. It is believed that everybody can do it; like every human is able to do it. Okay, it just takes practice again, like to be a skill. Yeah. Um, and even if like you have a pet at home, you're
0: you're constantly practicing that by always like being around them, you are unintentionally communicating with them. They're communicating with you and you just learn like their body language and the things that they do. And you, right. you know, like I can tell when Dozer has a, a wine that means I have to go outside versus there's somebody outside.
1: Right. And, that's exactly the same with me with cabbage yeah. and toad, like, for instance, when we had that possum outside <laughs> and it got when do under we the not deck have there's always outside. a possum, but the possum got under the deck, and I knew immediately that there was another type of animal in the yard by the the bark and the growl. you can always tell, oh yeah, so at a surface level, we or if you have a pet, uh-huh. there is always some sort of form of communication happening. Mm-hmm. This is more about understanding how to telepathy how to okay. dive into more of the deeper emotions okay so this is more like what am i thinking how am i feeling what do i what do i want from you what do i feel like you need it can get a little heavy because sometimes these communicators are brought into situation where animals are um from abused homes mm-hmm. in captivity okay maybe battling some sort of health um issue that we don't know that we can't uh, see yeah um the work that the person in the the documentary that I was watching her name is Anna Breitenbach and she has gone to multiple different types of sanctuaries and has talked to lions, leopards, elephants, you name it. Mm-hmm. And they reach out to these people to understand more about like culture, to understand what their needs are if they're not being met. Mm-hmm. Um, what they can do better in their facility. Like for, for example, a zoo, she went, oh, she yeah. went to a zoo and she talked to some, uh, um, capuchin monkeys mm-hmm. and what, a, what, a,
0: what, what did, what a name to give a, a capuchin?
1: A yeah. Capuchin. Capuchin monkey. Okay. Um, those are the monkeys that you usually we'll see like in a Disney movie. Okay. So like they've got the gray bodies and like the butt, like the white the, the, butt. Oh, the white butt, not the big red. or the Not, not the big red, butt point. <laughs> I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. You should
1: look this up. Yes. There are many individuals who have this capability that teach others, as it is believed that, like I said, all people can achieve this. It's a skill that must be practiced consistency. A sentence um, is, so the process of how this is done that was um, explained in the documentary is a sci- a sentence is formed or a question is asked by the human without verbalizing it and then is subconsciously sent into the animal's space. Okay. The response from the animal can be made from images received by the human or telepathic responses without the animal making a sound. So... Okay, it sounds I'm, a little crazy. Well,
0: I'm I'm not I'm not chuckling because I think it sounds crazy. I'm just I'm chuckling because I'm like the amount of times that I've like tried to telepath telepathically communicate with Dozer, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, did you really just say that to me, or is it just like me filling in the blank for you because maybe that's what I need to hear, or well, that's what there I you should go. be hearing.
1: There you go. How many times have you, as a child, have been told that you have seen something, said something? Or your imagination when you played like make believe. Like, how many times has an adult told you, like, oh, you're going to grow out of that? Or you don't really think that, like gaslighting you? I don't know. Because one thing that they talked about in the documentary and some of the research that I was doing is that children have this gift mm-hmm. immediately. Oh, yeah. They, and they
0: haven't, their light and their mind hasn't been shaped into like three, two dimensional thinking in a mm-hmm.
1: 3D world societal norms right so for instance i know that somebody who in my life who i won't name because they they asked me not to but one uh, there's a person in my life who very i'm very close to and love very much who believes that they can they can talk to animals okay and there was a moment in time where their parents were like you're just goofing off like you can't really do that so like they're getting squashed like these abilities are being squashed Okay. Right in front of their face. I know what this is. Yeah. I think that, that that is telling because we're so connected to animals. Yeah. I believe that we are their caretakers. And with technology being replaced in our life, mm-hmm. has replaced so many things that we have lost touch with them. We have really been really stripped away from them. Yeah.
0: I, I know that like dogs paw, like your dogs paw you, and those are paws me, But the amount of times that he does it because my phone is in my hand Mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Ah, are you doing this because I'm just within reach or is it because you want me to put this phone down?
1: Yeah. They're very much in tune with their surroundings and our behavior and our rituals. Oh, yeah. More than what we think they are. Oh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast um, called Almost 30 and it's a podcast by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simkit. They had a lady named Miranda Alcott on their show, and she's an animal and a human communicator who's worked with numerous animals. And um, she said that our dogs and our cats, specifically, um, pick up on our behaviors, and they become an extension of us. Yeah, which I thought was very telling. It is very, it yeah. is very true. Yeah, it's very true
0: when people in the past exes or like roommates get mad at dozer or if i'm like hey when you get home can you let him out like he's not my responsibility and it's like i understand that but like it's not fair to him that he has to stay in his cage while he has to go to the bathroom and you're like walking around in front of him like that's unfair and then you treating him like that makes me feel like you're treating me like that because that's my dog
1: yeah i see that behavior I can see certain things in Cabbage and Toad, especially with Cabbage, because in our house, there's definitely a difference in which dog attracts to more, to Jenny or to me. Like who's who. Yeah. yeah. So, Toad is like my shadow. Yeah. He's always with me. He's always laying on top of me. Uh-huh. He's always sleeping by me. Mm-hmm. Cabbage is with Jenny, mm-hmm. more like, which is weird because their their attitudes and like their personalities are switched because uh-huh. like i'm more like loud and like outgoing and energetic and toad, and cabbage. Is, calm. And toad is calm so it's right. really interesting how they like almost divide and conquer that is really interesting you know yeah. like okay so we're gonna balance them out a little bit yeah and you can see it happening like lo- like in front of you uh-huh. like when i'm upset uh-huh toad's like right there yeah Sometimes they'll be laying together and something will happen. Like there's either like an argument or a disagreement or somebody got some really bad news. And then there's emotions that are like, there's like crying or you can tell that there is something in the air that they, they can just like latch onto immediately. Uh And depending on who feels like needs, like what needs to be done or who needs to be comforted, you can always depend on either cabbage or toad coming to to you. Yeah.
0: Whenever I get upset, Dozer can tell. He can, uh, you know how they say like your dog like becomes you. Mm-hmm. So like all of my anxiety and issues, like Dozer had those before he, I got him, but then they just got blown out of the water when i got him Mm -hmm. because then like he took on all of mine but when i have a cry that like i can feel it um actually like releasing something out of me then dozer immediately is right there and he's like licking my face and it's so cute because it's like wow you're taking care of me as if like you're my mom yeah, and i'm your puppy you know yeah, and i, I that's why i like to get stoned and cry with my dog
1: cuz it <laughs> cuz he takes care of me when i need to the goal of animal communication <laughs> is simple a, to create a dialogue between the communicator and the animal animal communicators listen to what the animal has to say then pass the information on to the animal's human companion or the caretaker or whatever, whatever, yeah. what have you. Okay. Thereby clarifying behaviors that may be confusing or unknown. Okay. So they're almost like a therapist. Many animal communicators also specialize in energy healing techniques, such as animal Reiki. 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 Animal that's Reiki. Right.
0: And that's dealing with your chakras. Yes. Because even animals have chakras as well.
1: And shamanic healing. Shamanic. Shamanic healing. Mm-hmm. The podcast that I was listening to with the Miranda Alcott, uh-huh. she does some reiki mm-hmm. cats i guess are very in tune with reiki okay which is interesting to think about i don't think that cats are of this world i think that they're not i think that they were created somewhere else i listen, <laughs> like, I, I literally don't think that they were made in and on earth
0: listen felines are the only species that we can date back so far where like we were taking care of them And we still, they were domesticated enough that we took care of them and we still today are taking care
1: of them. Egyptians. Yes. Yeah. And
0: cats don't meow with each other. They'll communicate, but they don't meow with each other. They meow to humans Mm -hmm. because they know that that's, that's their way of communicating with us. And the reason why they meow is because they learned that if they meowed, it sounded like a baby cooing and that pulled at our paternal and maternal Mm -hmm. instincts to take care of them so they just have us fucking taking care of them and that's how i feel about this cat downstairs i'm like yeah are you meowing at me because you just want me to take care of you or do you really like me because i'm really fucking confused right now
1: well i learned also from this podcast that cats are the only animal that can mimic human like internal humming of the body because of the um like they can adjust their purring Oh, to to follow your inner like body, like, like your heartbeat and everything. They're the only animal that can do that. Isn't that wild? That is so fucking disturbing.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, now I am less afraid of cats. Same. I mean, still fucking scary. (laughs) Like, how do you do that? Why do you do that? How do you know to do that? Why do you know to do that?
1: I don't know, man. Why do
0: you do it? What's the purpose? Hi, I'm traumatized. I am. (laughs) I'm typically traumatized. (laughs) This is typical trauma. I am (laughs) suspicious of anybody and anything that shows me love and affection for more than five seconds. Once the chase is over, why do why are you still giving me this affection?
1: Animal tracking is considered the origin of communication with animals. Okay. So Native Americans and indigenous tribes around the world have practiced this since the conception. So, like Homo erectus, the first people that were, to up, stand. were upright who yeah. were hunter and gatherers. Mm-hmm. It is um, so, like, basically just tracking. We do that today as hunters, you know, mm-hmm. like people who hunt, um, the ability to gather evidence of local wildlife, like tracks, scat, tracks, scat, and other signs, you know, used to interpret animal behavior. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't even think about that when I was reading this research. I was just like, oh, it's just, I didn't think that an imprint in the sand. Or like in the dirt would even like Tell be considered some. communication. But I guess it is because you can kind of see like where they're going, what kind of environment yeah. they live in. Yeah, you're you know. right.
0: It's like um what's how it's probably how we learned about like turtles that lay their eggs in the sand and then when the babies hatch, then they come out of the yeah. ground and go to the water. Yeah, you know. Like yeah. uh Wow, turtles, they're always going into the water. I wonder why. Because Animals it's a turtle
1: because <laughs> it's a fucking turtle, it's, a turtle. it's mitch mcconnell
0: <laughs> no he's the the pale man from the labyrinth
1: yes he does look weirdly similar to that which it makes me uncomfortable very uncomfortable
0: mitch mcconnell what do you think about this guy being blue oh <laughs> Grandpa needs to take a nap now.
1: There was a meme of um, somebody made a meme that says me in line late to work and then it had a picture of
0: Mitch McConnell (laughs) with the the, the lottery tickets. in front of (laughs) me getting the lottery tickets.
1: Animals communicate in four ways. Okay. Auditory communication involving sound, visual involving gesture, posture, tactile communication involving touch, chemical communication involving pheromone. So (laughs) right off the bat, we know like Auditory is just barking, Mm -hmm. whining, purring, Mm -hmm. meowing, hissing. Visual Mm -hmm. gesture posture. So, when two dogs meet, Mm -hmm. uh, apparently the way that they communicate their culture, which is very interesting animal culture, they They dogs should not. No kidding, dogs should not meet head on. Okay, because that means I'm gonna come at you and fight you. Okay, so that's why like sometimes we'll see when dogs. They sniff each other's butts Mm -hmm. or they'll like, they'll kind of circle around each other. Yeah. I never thought of it this way, but that is part of their culture. Like, they literally have a culture. Like, there's a way to behave, there's a way to like to bark. Their own etiquette. Yeah. They have an etiquette. Have you ever thought about it that way? No,
0: because I I look at house pets as like you were bred, you were born, and then. The purpose of your existence was to be removed from your mother at a year, at an early age, at the earliest age possible. So, like, how much are you learning at however many weeks?
1: That is ex- so interesting that you brought that up because on the podcast with Miss um, Alcott, uh-huh. she talks about how we should not be taking our puppies away at six weeks. It was like a six to eight weeks. Yeah, that we should be waiting at least twelve weeks.
0: And see, why not? Why because fucking like we not? want, we can't wait.
1: We're oh, being selfish. We,
0: we gotta make our money. Oh, you're thinking of the, the buyer.
1: The buyer is being selfish. I I mean, I feel, but also I think that also the the breeder could be because they're just like, I we want to get them out. We right. want to make that money.
0: I gotta... The bitch needs to get bread again. Yeah.
1: Which is... <sighs> Girl, that's so uncomfortable thinking about that. <sighs> I know. But... Um, hey,
0: adopt. Don't shop, guys. Folks, yeah. gays, gals, girls, theys, thems, all of y'all.
1: Unless it's a service animal. Right. Because service animals sometimes are actually bred to be more docile. Uh-huh. All dogs can be a service animal, but there are certain breeds that do better than others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just like, yeah,
1: just like anything else, just like a German shepherd
0: dog learns best. If you speak to it in German, don't know why. <laughs> For just, the Nazi. <laughs> <just> <laughs> Our neighbor has a, his, his dog's name is Hans and he's a German shepherd. And Lars was yeah. like, that dog's name is Hans. I was like, yeah, I know that. that a german i know he's a german shepherd nazis i was like oh my fucking god i understand the, the difference i understand
1: the difference okay he
0: has american pension
1: <laughs> so we went through visual tactile is you know like involving touch so that's more of like when i i think about monkeys oh okay you're right um but yeah like paws like paw your dog's pawing at you mm-hmm. um cats biscuits making biscuits <laughs> that's a communication horses flipping their tails yeah yeah um and then chemical involving pheromones. Pheromone. So that's like a skunk. I think of a skunk. Okay. Um.
0: I was thinking when Dozer was younger, if I left him in the vehicle to run inside a store in a responsible, respectable way, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave him in a hot car. If he would get to a certain, I could always tell if I was inside for too long because the car would smell of his anxiousness.
1: Oh yeah. And I had
0: an ex that was like, oh, those are your pheromones. They stink. And I was like, yeah so like if i'm mm-hmm. if i'm if it's a quick trip not a big deal if i'm in there five minutes too long it, it smells a certain way yeah and i'm like that's that's your anxiety i yeah. am so sorry that you exhumed that into my vehicle and <laughs> now my car stinks because
1: <laughs> you stink Douglas. you stink
0: and i love the way that I, I i gotta say this and i don't i i was gonna i was gonna go to the grave without saying this to anybody but i love the
1: way that his chest smells Dozer. Were- yeah I like, love the way that cabbage and toads stink. I always say you stink good. They do stink good, but but his. But I mean, specifically
0: like, a, a certain spot on his body. Yeah. Anything else? Like, yeah, it smells like dozer, but and it
1: right there mm-hmm. on his bib. Like that's my dog. I do that to cabbage when I pick him up. <laughs> I'll like smell their chesty. Yeah. Or toads. I'll smell his like at the side of his neck. Oh yeah. It's their fair, Like it's that's not us communicating with them, but I mean, like it's just right. a comforting thing. But yeah, like they're. Their feet smell like corn chips. Yes,
0: because of the bacteria. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: More on their culture. Some things to. There's an example of like that research that's backed up by like different Mm -hmm. like animals with different cultures. So there was a study done in the university. University of St. Andrews in the UK, they led a group of, um, which was led by Andrew Witten of St. Andrews. He tried to induce conformity in four groups of wild monkeys, 109 animals in total living in a private game reserve in South Africa called the KwaZulu-Natal province. Okay. The team gave each group two plastic trays with corn. The corn was dried blue in one tray and pink in the other. These, it says these cl- colors were chosen because they were prominent in the genitals of male inv- vervets and so were likely to, to draw the monkeys attention one set of corn was soaked in bitter aloe leaves and made distasteful to the monkeys in two groups the blue water or the blue corn was made bitter while the other two groups got bitter pink corn over a period of 3 months the monkeys easily le- learned to entirely avoid the bitter tasting food 4 months later after 27 baby monkeys had been born and, baby monkeys. and were old enough to eat solid food the monkeys were again offered pink and blue corn although this was neither this time neither of them had a bitter taste. During the next two months, both adults and infant monkeys strongly preferred the same color as before.
0: So that's not only like an example of, of animal culture, but that's also an example of generational trauma.
1: Yeah. Um, 26 of the 27 infants ate only the corn preferred by their mothers, ignoring the other tray. Wow. Moreover, during the period of experiments, t- 10 male monkeys migrated from a group that had preferred one color of corn to a group that preferred the opposite color seven of the 10 immediately took up the color choice of their new adopted group suggesting that they were influenced by norms of the of that cohort so they were just like us as a Mm -hmm. as a human race like we're very very in like much like swayed yeah by society yeah i love science i do too (laughs) Science science is
0: so fucking cool
1: while animal communication and energy healing continue to grow in popularity, not everyone believes it works, but most animal communicators don't claim to be psychics. Instead, they consider themselves intuitive empaths, highly observant and able to interpret changes in behavior. Those seeking the help of an animal communicator should be on the lookout for cold readers, practitioners who encourage the person receiving the reading to prov- provide all the details. So just like a psychic. Mm-hmm. A cold reader m- might, make use, might use... Vague language, ask lots of questions or make statements that are obviously true. If you decide to reach out to anybody Mm -hmm. in the area or are curious about having somebody come and help you communicate with your animal, Mm -hmm. those are some things to look out for. The one thing that comes comes to my mind is how disconnected we are with our animals and how we can reconnect with them. And if we did, how much of this global warming could we stop? Like, how much of this, like...
0: Oh, right, because it's, really, really, it's affecting them more than it is us. hmm
1: So, if we're, like, looking more towards, like, the more wild exotic animals, mm-hmm. a lot of the stories that I was hearing from the podcast and the documentary, a lot of it was, like, they spoke to whales and dolphins, and some lady said that she even spoke with a shark, and it's just, like, to me, it's, like, to me, that's wild, but, like, if we can really, like, harvest that energy mm-hmm. and, like, listen to them... Mm-hmm. Think about the work that we would be doing that we naturally should be doing as a human race. Right. You know?
0: And we would be, I I I think that we would be less afraid of, I mean, the whole reason why NASA exists is because we started looking into the waters, and then all of a sudden they saw something that scared them, so they started going out of the planet, mm-hmm. so... I think if we were able to communicate with um, specifically those wild, those wild species that we would be able to understand more about their world, and we would be doing less destruction, because like as humans do, we go searching for answers. And then when we find an answer we don't like, we destroy whatever that is. And this is not just like pieces of paper that we're ripping apart because we didn't. We wrote a poem that we didn't like very much. We're destroying right. the homes of like animals that, whether people believe it or not, I mean, like it's not a person, so it can't speak, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have a soul. And just right. because it has a soul that's in an animal and not in a human, that doesn't make its life any less important. This is what, like, me being a plant, when I was plant based for a year, because I was like, I. It's not fair for me to like eat a dead animal. Like we don't eat each other. Why are, you know, they can eat each other, but like I don't think that we're designed to do that. Right. Um but you know like I I I I'm not a vegan anymore, but mm-hmm. we can as humans we can adjust and make accommodations for the destructions that we have caused on this planet, but the animals cannot yeah. because they don't have free will. And that's what separates us from an animals because we can make decisions for ourselves and they do them by instinct.
1: Yeah. We need to be giving them like a voice to the voiceless. Yeah. Almost. And yeah. But you know, the
0: second somebody was like, hey, like I could talk to these animals, people are going to be like, oh, you know, like they're gonna completely discredit them. Right. And then they'll be like, well, what's going to be next? You're going to want to marry a dog. They said that when gay people were getting married. Yeah. I have yet to hear about any person marrying a dog.
1: <laughs> right. Right. So. And no matter like what type of religion that you follow, animals are forever present yeah. and we have a responsibility to them yeah from a higher power
0: because they came here first
1: yeah they came here first and i think about what could we could achieve Mm -hmm. if we were to reconnect with them again
0: yeah you know for a motherfucking fact that the second that we can communicate with animals and make change in this world somebody's gonna make money off of that Americans don't want to work anymore, so we reintroduce new old child labor laws. (laughs) Oh, the children don't want to work? Well, guess what? We're going to make the fucking dolphins do it, and Mm -hmm. we're going to call it SeaWorld. When people go on vacation, and I mean, Nicholas and I did it, and I'm thinking about it because I'm looking at that picture right there, but when, when Nicholas and I went on that vacation and we took the excursion to go swim with the dolphins... I said, look, I'll do this because it's on your bucket list, but we're doing it once and we're never doing this again because I don't think it's understandably fair that humans found nature and what nature has to offer animals and said, we're going to capture these and then we're going to charge people X amount of dollars per person to take photos with us and then we're going to manipulate this animal into doing tricks and stuff by feeding it food that probably is not its greatest quality Mm -hmm. and then we're going to contain it. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna capitalize on that. Yeah. And where was I going with this? We're already doing it. Yeah. You know, oh we can get dolphins to do a flip and charge people out the ass to have pictures taken with them.
1: Right. But overall this subject I found just to be really fascinating. I definitely probably could have done a lot more. We could probably have a longer episode about this because mm-hmm. the pod between the podcast and the documentary that I was watching, mm-hmm. there was just so much experience mm-hmm. and stories that were just so fascinating by the people that these communicators that mm-hmm. were bringing to the table and i don't know like i don't know if i would ever personally use one mm-hmm. i think that it would be cool to dive in a little bit more about like what that process looks like for me to learn it mm-hmm. that would be really interesting mm-hmm. i do believe in it do i believe that every person on the internet that has a service of reach like a communication is legit probably not but i I really value the idea of being able to communicate with animals being such an animal lover especially with my dogs like mm-hmm. those are my children yeah I don't care what anybody says they're still a soul and I think about a lot about Lucy and how I that experience yeah and that experience really shook me to my core and I think that was the moment that I knew there's something more to this life to the soul than just I know that, yeah yeah um
0: because the people don't know lucy was lars's dog that passed away
1: almost three years ago now isn't that crazy three years now yeah i thought it was two i think it's almost three
0: i mean this year i I think it'll be three it
1: it it has to be because you got cabbage no right before because we got cabbage shortly after kron passed away Mm-hmm. who was Lucy's buddy. Yeah, And she had such a maternal spirit that she needed. We knew that she needed someone to take care of who was of her species. Yeah, That death took below to my mental health. And I actually relapsed into a depression and anxiety like spiral. Mm-hmm. And I had to get my meds adjusted again. It was not good. Would I do it again? Yeah. Yeah. I know that Dozer is my sole dog.
0: I don't know if I'll I've talked about wanting to get another dog at some point, but because I've always had a dog, I don't know what it's like to be without one so that like I can take a vacation or like be away from the house for very long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Him being in my life has been a blessing because he came into my life through a really bad relationship and through like my biggest parts of growth since I was 20. And he was the reason why I wasn't, like, staying over at people's house doing drugs. I was always having a reason to come back home. I mean, I've driven home intoxicated before on on alcohol, but, like, I was never, like, blackout drunk. Not that drinking while you're driving is good, but... You know, it was always like, all right. At some point, I got to get home. I want to be home with him. And mm-hmm. I had someone tell me, like, I think that was a really good thing that he came into your life because your, things could have gotten a lot worse for you, and you yeah. had somebody else to take care of. Yeah. Um. And I think that he is meant to stick around until I get things with my head in a position where it's like, okay, like Daddy doesn't need me anymore, anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with myself where I'm like, let's put those things on hold because I want to keep him around and then i think i'm doing like wishful thinking where it's like he's in my life because of this reason and like once i progress to a certain point then like he'll be gone and so if i if i stay in a bad place then he'll be around for a lot longer which is just being like not fair to him but then i'm like i'm putting too many connections with stuff but when i that cat downstairs and you said mm-hmm. you know that may be like a, a pass of the torching situation mm-hmm. and i i feel like that is what's happening i just don't know if like I thought I had another year minimum,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like,
0: you could, I could. And if that cat's coming around, then that means that like that hourglass is almost empty.
1: It could be just another, like another pet to come into your life to help foster, like to, to buffer that pain. mm -hmm, Yeah. Being like talking about animal communication. Oh yeah. um, you have to be open-minded. It's Mm -hmm. not for everybody, but I, and it's definitely something more that is experience based. You know, it's, there's not much, there's not like research, but we know that like dogs can take commands. Yeah. We know that monkeys are just like us. Mm -hmm. Apes, gorillas, like they're just like us.
0: Monkeys are literally the only animal that has sex, doggy style and face-to-face style (laughs) and humans Um, and humans are the only other species besides monkeys that do that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like our lives are intertwined. So, like scientifically yeah like we can prove those things mm-hmm. but like when it comes to like talking to a dog that can't talk yeah. talking to a monkey that can't like does talking really negate communication right that yeah. is where what it comes down to and i don't believe so
0: no Ariana Grande once said that she talks to her dog all the time, and that she 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 talks to him about just anything. Just she talks to him like he's a human being, and that's the reason why he's so intuitive to the things that she says, and mm-hmm. why she has such a great connection with him. And so, and you know, it's what? Labor Day. Have you talked to your pet today? Right.
1: And just a, another couple of quick thoughts, like service dogs. Mm-hmm. Like it is incredible what service dogs can do. Oh, I know. They go through two year training, five days a week. They're like a job. Mm-hmm, it's a job. They're licensed, mm-hmm. real service dogs because there is yes, a, there, is a a g- there is a difference. There yes. um, is a difference.
0: Dozer is a licensed fake service dog because I was skimming the apartment complex bullshit stuff.
1: Of course, I mean, like, I understand that people do it, but. That just makes it harder for actual real service dogs to work. Yes, and and like their humans to be taken care of. Yes,
0: I know what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I did wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah. How young do they start them at? Probably like what? Twelve I n- weeks. I
1: know that. I think it. I think it can be twelve weeks, twelve to fifteen weeks, because Jenny has looked into it. Because there's certain local like groups around Fort Wayne that we've looked into. Because eventually we're going to have to get one. And sometimes That's it's going to
0: be so difficult for me to not give that dog attention.
1: Well, when it's at home, it's not working. Unless she needs something. Unless she needs something. But there yeah. is time where they can be dogs. Yeah. You know?
0: I know. Whenever I... I was actually at Meyer the other day and I saw a gentleman with his service dog and i just i always want to just be like you're doing really good yeah go little rock star <laughs> i know but i know that I know. they're like you know hey don't distract them and i would never i learned my lesson
1: once mm-hmm. but i just like <sighs> i just i just love dogs I <laughs> me just too love dogs. I, I, I really love dogs i wasn't really a dog person until i met jenny and when i when i got loose until i got Lucy. yeah
0: i i was always the guy that like is at a party and i'm like you have a pet that's can i out see with. the dog yeah, or the cat or the squirrel or whatever the hell it is i, like, I don't <laughs> care it could be a, a two-inch gecko and i'm like right, hey buddy yeah yeah well, that's my only friend you're my drinking partner for the rest of the night like where's Jaron? Oh, I was in the bedroom, laying on the bed with the cat. Why? Because he's so much cooler than you guys. Yeah. So cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for educating all of us on this this week. I think this was a really great topic. When you were bringing this to the t- when you were bringing this up, I was like, sure, all right, let's do it. And then <laughs> yeah, now, <who> knows? <laughs> now that we're doing it, I'm like, oh, that was great good thank you so much for hanging out with us this week that you guys we love
1: you so very much we love you so much and uh
0: you'll see us next monday with another wonderful episode of god who knows what and uh (laughs) this is us signing out Bye. bye